American crabs vol over? Find out this week on The Hapless Heroes. Is, any, is everyone here consent to being filmed? I have a thin film all over me. Everybody. Welcome back to the Hapless Heroes podcast. I am Francesco, and I am your host and DM tonight as we continue this wacky adventure in time. And uh, before we get started on that, I'm going to do what we do every week. You know them, you love them. I'm going to introduce this wonderful cast. Starting on my virtual left, we have Dave is Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening, everyone. Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Ooh, what pet am I going to buy now? That's better. Zach as Pregnart. I think that one frog was my dad. <laughs> and John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Stop that carriage! Uh, Phil, aka Hedrick the Entertainer, is still not with us, but will be rejoining us next week. So um, let's get right back into things. Last week on the show, you guys, we were on day two. Tonight, you're supposed to be meeting... Philbert back at the Garden Inn where you guys are, you know, where you're lodged at to you know, come up with a plan of attack, what's going on with this whole convergence, and hopefully he'll fill you in on some more of the details of what he was already planning on doing before you interjected or intervened. Um, but before that, you were in search of a hamster because it's, you're determined to perform a hamstercism before the night is done, and you explored a very... Uh, interesting exotic pet shop uh, in search of uh, Nate, the hotel employee that is missing, as well as um, the hamster itself riding a unicycle with tiny, with a little tiny hat whistling a jaunty tune. Um, the shopkeep, who I don't think we ever named, but whatever, if he becomes relevant again, we'll give him a name, um, was very fascinated with Pregnart, but ultimately after some Asking and you know some some some, some direct questioning, um, he pointed you in the direction of a man he knows who can who could, who could probably find any sort of strange and exotic creature, and it was a man named Volo who was visiting town and is actually leaving town right fucking now. And you seem to have been, uh, you seem to your paths seem to be crossing with uh, a particular individual who may fit this description. As your carriage is now arriving in the seventh ward where he was staying, and you're seeing him now on. Bo- Already boarded a carriage that is bound for the like for for leaving Ool, um, and that's so where com- we left off. So on, compulsively sorry. writing this book that he is writing while in the act of getting on the carriage. Yes, well, he has, well, it's, he, I did mention that the book was strapped to. It's a gigantic book strapped to his back. He's not currently yeah. in the act of writing. But okay, yes, it, it he, sounded it, from the description after that like he was still writing. Sorry. Oh no, but the um. The, the the shopkeeper did explain to you that he was working on some kind yeah. of new book. Um, and that's where we left off. So we're back in the streets. You see your, your carriage is pulling up and his carriage is pulling away. What do you do? 
Uh, Jarrell will hop off of our carriage and try to stop the other carriage, saying, "Wait, How? wait!" This uh, yeah. again, um, hopping off ours depends on where exactly in our path crossing. I was able. I mean, it's to not too them. far. It's not too far. Like you I mean, if you if you if you gave it a good jog, you might be able to catch up with it before it really gets. Oh, okay, to speed. yeah. Because you're because so, these yeah. are these are still city streets, so it's like this thing is like tearing off, right? Like right. it's it's moving at a a good clop, but not uh, anything like too fast. Yes, I made up a unit of speed measurement called a clop. What are you going to do about it, Zach? <laughs> I I'm loving it because it's okay. kind of like a mix between like it's moving at a clip. And you clocked yep. it at whatever speed, but it's also mm. drawn by horses, so it's a mm-hmm. wonderful little portmanteau that is fitting and punny. You're welcome, English language. Love it. How I many clops per hour is the speed limit, Newell? <laughs> you know, that's a very good question. You don't even really see any signs posted up about it. Um, yeah, Jarrell will kind of like wrap on the, the side of the carriage and try to make his way up to the front to the driver. Uh, yelling, stop, stop the carriage, please, stop. The, excuse me, I mean, he kind of, you see him like, whoa, you know, and like slow the horses down. Um, and, you know, the man in the back is just like, now what is the meaning of this? I have, we have to, we have somewhere to be. I'm already late. Sorry to interrupt. Are you the man known as Volo? Ah, Yes, uh, I, 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 I am. Volothamp Gidarm, at your service. I only require a moment of your time. Sorry to delay you. Uh, d- did you happen to point in the direction a young man named Nate, a bellhop for the Garden Hotel, uh, in search of a hamster riding a unicycle? Oh, yes. Oh, I just, what a magnificent creature it, 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 it was, truly. Um, they got some time. They, yes, uh, he, he sought me out um, sometime last night. I don't remember what time. I had quite a few drinks with some of the local wizards. You see, I'm writing a book, and uh, I was trying to... Well, I needed some... I, I, needed, I needed to pick the brains of some of the greatest minds in Teljuria about certain certain details that I'm missing. You know, I, I find it's always best to write books in collaboration with some you know, uh, great wizards. They, they happen, they just have a, a wealth of knowledge. Of course. Uh, and where you, you provided me. Oh, yes, with this yes, hamster. yes, 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 yes. Um, so I came across this hamster in my travels. What a, what a, such an interesting creature. I, I've been using it sort of as a muse for my writings over the course of the last few months. We've been traveling together, and he's been performing and singing, and it's just been so lovely. However, when I heard the request of this young man and how specific it was, and I happened to have just the thing that he was looking for, well, me and Mauricio had to part ways after all this time together, and I felt that it was... It was, you know, based just it just felt like it was serendipitous, as if like this it was meant to happen this way. Uh, but yes, I sent him off with this with 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 Mauricio last night. Um, Charles oh, Mauricio. <laughs> right, the name. Oh, the hamster, of course. It's just what I've taken to calling him. He told me his name was Balador. I'm a really good guy. You've met this hamster. Yeah. Balathor doesn't sound like a name that is very familiar, nor a name that would be given to a hamster. That sounds more 
Uh, well, if, 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 if someone like me who's seen and heard from all manner of creatures across all the different realms, uh, well, that sounds pretty demonic to me. Uh, yeah, so like you might want to check. Uh, you might want to check your notes uh, for all the time he's been with you. They may have been corrupted. Oh, are you saying that there was a possession involved here? Strongly suspect, yeah. Oh, and after all this time, not even an inkling, not even a whiff of suspicion. I must. Oh, well, I, I, I must take a look right away. I, 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 but I also must be going. I'm so sorry. I wish we could talk more uh, adventurous. Please look for me on the shelves of your local bookstores in, wait, you know, in, wait, the, in the coming years. Oh, uh, sure, yes. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness me. If, if I wish I could just talk to you much longer. Oh, my God. I've never seen anyone like you before. Here's my card. Anyway, um... Ah, Do you offer you? with sausage? It's just no. a sausage. <laughs> no, these uh, recipe card chicken. Oh, right. Yeah, kind. I forgot. Oh, about yeah. That. Oh, this is so lovely. What a wonderful gift. Um, Did you teach uh, the hamster to whistle or uh, did you teach it to unicycle? Or did no, you it, it was actually already. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I came across this creature with a traveling band of uh, performers um, in some small backwoods town on my way to to Ool some some months back. Uh, it, it was already performing and riding this unicycle and whistling a jaunty tune, and it had this cute little hat. And well, I made them an offer they couldn't refuse. And when they heard about my magnificence and my legendary uh, writing and, and 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 all of the work that I've done describing all of the creatures that inhabit the realms that we are connected to in our lives. It's just, well, they, they couldn't say no. And I was, I just feel my life was enriched these last few months having him by my side. But anyways, yes, so I, no, I, I, he, he was already performing at the time. It just seems, you seem already familiar with this particular creature. Have you come across him in your travels before? Have you seen this group perform? No, we saw the hamster last time. Uh, there's, there, uh, it was before the apocalypse, and we reset time. You, well, now you're just, now. We shouldn't <laughs> take up any more of your time. Mind. It's such a yeah. joke. Uh, it's <laughs> very funny. Horace um, is on the back of the truck. I'd like to know, not with everybody. The truck, else here. The, or the, the the wagon, the carriage. Yeah, right. In the area where the animals are. <laughs> There's just like a couple cages. There's like some exotic uh -huh. looking birds in there. Yeah. Yeah, Boris is in there. Okay. Yeah. What do you what are you doing with in in there? Like what are you trying to do? You're I see I already see you trying to roll a die and I don't know what you're trying to do yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm grabbing a cage. <laughs> you're grabbing a cage. Yeah. I'm pocketing a cage. <laughs> okay. So I was rolling for sleight of hand. <laughs> sure. 26. Volo reaches out his hand and stops you from grabbing the cage. Little girl, there are many wonderful creatures on this in this realm that you can peruse. However, these are mine. And then for, for scientific purposes, they must remain with me. Wow, I'm impressed you stopped me. You know what? That's fair. You can keep them. Huh. If I 
it's it's who am I to stop a budding entrepreneur? However, you know, these are I, I have I still have need for these creatures. Zero butts in. They're safer with him anyway. And turns to Volo. You're probably leaving town for a reason. Ride safe, ride far. Oh, yes. Well, I, uh, yes, I, I plan to go very far away very quickly. In fact, I'm very late. And, uh, driver, we must be going. Zero gives a knowing nod. Like, and yeah, they just. I just assume that Volo knows why he's getting out of here. <laughs> Maybe. And if he doesn't, then he's no worse for it. But uh, yeah, so his the carriage begins, you know, continues going south and, you know, heads for out of town. Hmm. All right. Well, my initial thought was that if we just waited at the hotel long enough, Nate would show up with the hamsters. <laughs> Possible. That's really funny. Well, I mean, you, 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 you got, I guess, as much information as you were going to get um, from Folo. We didn't get when. Uh, he but, said I mean, sometime that's... last night, and he said he, you know, was kind of letting loose a little bit. So the, the details were a little fuzzy, it seemed. Okay. Well, then, uh, I suppose it would be time to head back to the Garden Inn, No. A hotel. Can't remember if it's an inn or a hotel. It's, you know, it's. We'll just use it interchangeably. <laughs> Should we get a ride back? Oh yeah, we did. I'll just like leap off of our carriage. And now we're going to be going in the opposite direction. <laughs> I assumed that we had hired a coach since we were going to specific places. Oh yeah, we could just say that that that's happened. Just like okay. have one for the afternoon. You had a, it, you certainly have enough money to do that without right. really any issue. So there's not like it's not even a question. Yeah, like Boris is just using her dice earnings to fund transport and things right now. Yeah, since and that's the money's going to disappear once we eat the goldfish anyway. That's plenty, right? Okay, so yeah, back to the garden in then. I mean, at this yep. point, it's like you know we're 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 well into the afternoon. Um, it seems that it, while you were gone, there were fresh towels brought up to your room. Um, there, 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 there seemed to be like uneven piles as it, it would appear maybe Hedrick, uh, at some point had come out and grabbed a couple for himself, but the bathroom door is still closed and you could hear, you know, some humming and singing happening in there. He seems to be, you know, some, some sort of version of uh, rub-a-dub-dub, you know, <laughs> or splish splash. I was, you know. Something like that. <laughs> yes, yeah. probably happening in there right now, or whatever Hedrick's rendition of that is. He's gonna listen to this and probably write a whole fucking song that is a you know. <laughs> so yeah, probably. Just, knowing him, because that's just how he do. Um, but yeah, so you know, Hedrick's still having his grand old time. There's some fresh towels waiting for you when you get back, but no hamster. Has, has anyone seen Nate? Uh, Jarrell will ask as we're. No, we were hoping in. that you would have, uh, you know, learned some new information. We still haven't heard from him. We did no, we... find out some, but not we haven't found him yet. Hmm. Well, I mean, please do keep us posted. We did inform the local authorities. They're conducting a search as well. 
but we did mention that you had also you had you were also conducting your own search, and they seemed satisfied with that for now. Um, but thank cute. you for looking at least, and yeah, please keep us posted if you learn anything about his whereabouts. We are all deeply concerned for him. He was one of our favorite employees and a good friend to a lot of us. Um. Once we're back in the room, Jarl would ask, uh, is there any other way of locating? My concern would be that uh, this hamster has taken to Nate as he did to Pregnot earlier and oh. is now controlling him to do his bidding. More so likely let's... than... Yeah, he's likely to be at the um, ley line. Coming, yes, coming at it from the other end. What what was Balathor's exact request? It was the where at the ley line to be thrown said, into the well. He said, "Be my friend, you're really cool." Did I he like say you. when? I was gonna say. Here's the thing, right? I don't think, and I, and I don't want to like. I'm not trying to um, squash your fun or your planning, but I don't think at any point in time did Pregnart actually say to any of you that Balathor was asking him to throw him into the lane line. All we heard from Pregnart was, oh, Pregnart, uh, you're really cool, and uh, you know, I like you a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, I mean, you know that it had ill intentions. Right. Um, I, I can't remember. I mean, but it's hard I don't, to I don't, I, if, 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 if my memory serves me right, which it doesn't always, but if my memory serves me right, I do not think that that information got parsed properly through Pregnart. I can't remember and probably it, not. That is a really Pregnard. good point. And <laughs> yeah, it probably didn't. So mm. I, again, not to spoil the fun or the potential planning here, because I think that, I mean, no matter what, you know, we're, we're all roads are leading to the convergence oh, here. Oh, no. Right. The, the, these constraints make it more fun. Yes, yeah. but I just, I, I should note, right, that this constraint is very much in play. And unless Pregnart is able to divulge more useful information to you, you're operating off of what he's already given you. And we wouldn't even much. necessarily know to ask any more of it. <laughs> yeah, we would, of course, innately doubt the story, but we wouldn't have any clue as to which direction it actually goes. Yeah, I mean, listen... <laughs> It's not like it's not worth, or, or it wouldn't occur to you to maybe try to press Pregnart to be like, did it, what was it actually asking you to do, right? Like, that is that is certainly a logical course of action here. It's just that, again, I, you're I, I'm going to be relying on Zach here as Pregnart to relay once more what its request was. Right. Uh, Jarrell will ask Pregnart, Pregnart, now I need you to think very hard. Was there anything else the the demon inside of your Framster friend was mentioning outside of that he was very good and not bad and you were his friend. He said that was cool. Did he ask you to do anything or just be his he, friend? He said, keep up the good work. I like your very <laughs> real beard. That's not fake. <laughs> Uh, friend, can I, uh, just to keep this interesting, should I roll a history check? Yes, please. Or, e or even an insight right. check. Uh, what, <laughs> what do you want? I want history. History? 
Yes. Let's see what information you recalled that was actually important to you, Pregnard. That's a nine. That's a nine. Mm, I'm going to use my judgment. Something about throwing him somewhere. You remember he wanted you to like toss him. Maybe like he wanted to like play catch or something, right? He like said he was... that he wanted me to throw him up in the air so he could learn how to fly. That makes no sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said, throw me up in the air. No, wait. He said, throw me up in the air, Pregnard. It is fun for me. We. Uh, I'll turn to zero. I'm not certain we're going to be able to get much more. My other concern, now this is John, not Jarrell, was knowing <laughs> that I, I don't believe Balathor specifically requested to be thrown in at the convergence, but I can't remember that. <laughs> like he could be tossed in at any moment. <laughs> I no, can't he actually did. That... He did. He did give specific instructions to Pregnard to do it that <laughs> night. Okay. Um, All right. You know. Um, so, like, you know, th- th- these things may or may not. Be all related to each other at this point. Like it's, okay. it's hard to it's hard to know because no one got to see what happened last time. It turns out that we did actually stop the convergence the first time by doing I think the exorcism. And like, yeah, I have a feeling we did. <laughs> and now that we stopped the one, the other one's gonna screw it up. Yep. <laughs> well, at this point now, so I, I suppose then, what, what do we do? We do we just wait? For Philbert to come back and then go and just guard the convergence. I can't think of much more to do with the night. Yeah, it's not like we have to worry about what we're doing tomorrow. Right. We can mm-hmm. fast forward time a bit, right? Um, it's just, you know, I mean, if you, we can just kind of describe if there's any pre- preparations any of you are choosing to make, I guess, between now and like, I think it was like 11 p.m. or something like that. You told Philbert to meet you here. How, how, what time is it now? It's like late afternoon. Okay, so we don't really have time for a long rest, so I can't change up my spells. Oh my God, this guy. Well, no, <laughs> just because if I want to change any spells, that's really all I can do is plan for uh-huh. a battle. Hey, you had your opportunity that started this day. And I did change him up at the beginning of the day, but I wasn't expecting it to get through the day so quickly. Uh, it's <laughs> almost as if that was the intention of how preparing spells works, so that you know you have to try to uh, make like that sort of, I guess, assumption of what you might be dealing with on any given day. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in a bad spot. No, but yeah. So I will say, yeah, probably not enough time for a long rest. Um, so what, with, with, with what you're walking in with is what you got. Short rest, 100%. I don't think there's really anything that needs to be recovered right now through a short rest, but it can absolutely be considered that at some point during these several hours, y'all have taken a short rest. Boris also Um, pops down to the bookstore, assuming that there's one in that little strip of, you know, stores that's down right by by our hotel, uh, finds a book about crabs and and spends like a good hour or two like reading about crab diets. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case, you know, you do have to end up caring and feeding, caring for and feeding. Being optimistic for saving the world. Taking a crab course. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Yay. 
god. Um, anyways, just cracking on here. Um, any other preparations that anyone would like to make before we fast forward to nighttime? I don't think so. Okay. Just making sure. Just want to make sure I gave everybody an opportunity if there's, if there's any other preemptive actions they wanted to take before we reach the time where Philbert's supposed to meet you. Um, so it's getting to be, it's late now. It's about, we'll say it's about quarter to 11 p.m. So it's 10.45. Um, who was the one who initially, it, was, it, would, it would have been Boris. Uh, Boris. Yes. In your mind, you almost feel like uh, something like tapping at the back of it, and you hear like the voice of Filbert saying, "Hey, um, I'm running into some issues leaving the house. Turns out, my dad was not super thrilled that I just ran away from the hospital. So um, I might be a little late, but I'm working on it." I think I have a way to get out. But just, you know, I'm still coming. You can reply to this, by the way. Did you need I a hand? Or it says out loud. <laughs> um, there's a bit of a delay. And after about a minute, you get it back. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, no, I, I think I got this. Uh, but just just uh, stay tuned. I, I, I might be a few minutes late. And the message ends. Okay. You heard his voice in your mind. No one else heard it. So it's up to you if you choose to tell everybody else that. We heard her say, do you need a hand? Which no, I... it's all it's all it's all mental reply. No, I said that I said that out loud. She oh, you said it out loud. Oh, 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 yeah, I said that yeah. out loud. <laughs> yeah. So, OK, so you heard Boris asking if you needed a hand. I guess everyone looks up like I what? Right, like Gerald's like cleaning his armor, like no. <laughs> uh, Boris is uh, kind of like thinks for a second and is like, I, "I, we may end up needing to rescue Philbert. He said he might just be a few minutes late, but if he's more than a few minutes late, we might want to go check what's going on. I might need Hector." Um, just as a counterpoint, isn't he fine where he is? If he's there. He's not at the convergence. This is also true. Mm. It's a good thing that he's even reaching out to you. Okay, so. Yeah, okay. Um, so what do we do if he doesn't show up at all? Do we just go? I would say, knowing that it starts at 4 a.m., or around, it starts at around 3 or 4 a.m., I can't remember exactly. Um,. But it'd probably be best for us just to be there no matter what at that time, specifically. We can wait for him for a couple hours, though. Forrest goes back to reading about crabs. <laughs> Crabitats, if you will. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Um, so, I'm not going to even acknowledge it, we're just going to move on. <laughs> to uh, don't be a crustacean about it. Oh, you bastard! So it's eleven o'clock now. Obviously, <laughs> Philbert is not here yet. Um, 
you can hear like you know some people out in the halls you know it seems to be a little bit more busy at this time of the evening than usual you know some people seem to just be excitedly talking amongst themselves like there just there seems to be a little bit more of a din coming from like the the common areas of your lodgings um you know, and even from the streets, you know, there are some people starting to gather, just like looking up into the sky and, you know, admiring the view. Um, not not like a ton of people, you know, I think there are some, like I think I mentioned, like some people are just kind of scared of this type of stuff. They just, they, they, they find it unsettling. So like they're like all in their homes, not looking at stuff. But, you know, there's some people enjoying the cosmic event that is occurring right now, or at least, you know, on its way to occurring. Would you say they're crabtivated? <laughs> I stopped narrating to let you say that. <laughs> I saw you wanted to say something, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm just, I'll, I'll take a break for a second. What, yeah, what is it you want to interject with? And you, you give me crabtivated. <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm working with, people. I just this feel like I'm this is all. With. This is all going to shell. <laughs> Brand, it, it gives up <laughs> the carcination of the Apple Series podcast. <laughs> Listen, I think I think we just need to make sure that for the next episode, we have a clause that says that we can't do this anymore. I don't know. I think this joke has legs. <laughs> Are you trying to sidestep this issue? <laughs> Doing a horseshoe around it. <laughs> oh no! Oh, we're done. This is it. This is it. I, you know, audience. For all of you audience members out there who were hoping to hear some action in this episode, um, I think that unfortunately we're lost. The rails have been demolished, and it's now just an episode about crab puns. We're just mm-hmm. raving about crabs. Fran apparently has a really soft shell about this issue. <laughs> He sounds crabby. I'm a little crabby. It's all right. Our <laughs> fans know that we're Krillians. Yeah, they'll <laughs> stick to us. <laughs> just want to go bury my head in the sand. <laughs> That's an ostrich. <laughs> Crab do it too. <laughs> I mean, they bury their whole selves in the sand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that have nothing to do with uh, sand or crabs, though, uh, it's, you know, moving beyond 11 o'clock. You haven't heard anything yet from Filbert. Well, we, we can wait a little bit longer. Um, remind me, what time did the actual convergence start? I think it, it was it started happening like between it was like, you know, midnight and 3 a.m. And it was probably around 3 a.m. where it really reached like. Yeah. The, what was it like? 2.33 or 3.30? Either like way, by by two, like we need to be going. on our way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing to keep yourselves like awake? You know, and like alert and like ready to tackle the day. Anyone making like tea or is there any like, you know, like oh. anything you guys. I mean, zero doesn't really have this issue. <laughs> as he does not need to sleep, right? But for those of you who obviously, you know, have a <laughs> sleep cycle that you have to adhere to at some point, you know, how are yep. you trying to make sure that you're staying, like, with it and alert? Pregnard accidentally falls asleep. 
<laughs> Boris is awesome. pacing because she is actually concerned about Filbert at this point. You know, she she has her little collection of orphans back home. He reminds her of her little gang of buddies, and she she's she's a little worried. And you're seeing it a little bit, and her just kind of darting back and forth and just being fidgety. So she's not too worried about sleeping anyway. Uh, Gerald would be meditating. Mm-hmm. Quinn's just drinking heavily. I'm yeah. just kidding. Oh, really? Okay, I, was, I guess I was right. Yeah. <laughs> with his with his uh, wine, he's a he's a wino. Yeah, you're just. This is the pregame for you. This is just you know you're 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 gearing mm. yourself up for a wild night. Well, I feel like, and it's, it's it hasn't been canon, but I think I can make it. Like I know he's got his his flask, but I feel like. He's definitely he has an ornate goblet as well. Like he he's had to have procured that at some point. So he is certainly just partaking with any sort of local um, beverage that is around. Boris saw that uh, Quinn had pulled out his fancy goblet. She would have pulled a bag of wine out of her pocket for him. Yes. Oh yeah, God's wine. Yep. <laughs> no, wait. But this is like future wine, right? So like this isn't. This is like is it, weird, de- to, but you can you de-age wine? Right, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like it's, it's, it's technically aged, future wine. The aged wine time traveled in my pocket, so right. if we didn't de-age by time traveling, then the wine should also be the same. Sure, way that's it was fair. At the time it went back. So right? it would like, be weird to be else in our possession, but, like fell apart, but, except for the magic connection for Jarrell. I think Quinn would enjoy the fact that he's drinking a vintage that is from a year in the future. So like, it's just interesting to him. And it's very like, he feels very special by, by drinking it. Mm-hmm. You're the only person in the world right now that has tasted this vintage. Mm-hmm. And it's a good vintage. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Although I will say that Klingonen didn't really care too much about the wine that he had stored, right? If, if, if you remember, so like it is kind of hit and miss depending on which bag she Listen, pulls out. True, true wine is putrid <laughs> anyway, so it is what it is. <laughs> uh, okay, um, it's now eleven thirty. Still no word. Still more, you know, the same stuff, right? Um, and then uh, we reach midnight. Um, Boris, you get a message mm-hmm. again. Hey, um, so I think I have a window here. Um, I'm going to have to meet you like at the Tower Plaza. Um, I may or may not have cracked one of my dad's teleportation circles. Um, and I think the only place I can really send myself to is the ley line. So um, I'll meet you there. Try not to do anything dangerous or be anywhere where it looks like you might be involved with a hamster riding a unicycle when you get there. A what? Just oh, never mind. <laughs> sure. I'll see you there. Sounds good. Silence. Uh, we gotta go. Failbert's gonna be at the convergence before us, so the end of the world might happen. <laughs> Boris leaps out the window, like Assassin's Creed again. 
there is still that pile of hay right there. You did it before <laughs> out of this very same window, so you know. It's... Jumps out, but then just waits for everybody else anyway. Daryl picks just, up. You just Pregnard. have to make a dramatic exit. Yeah. Yeah, Daryl picks up Pregnar and kind of like taps him awake as we're I leaving the room. I was having the most wonderful dream about my friend Balathor. He said I was really cool. That's nice, Pregnard. It's time to go uh, prevent the end of the world now. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Here we go. Yep, so you begin to leave, and, you know, you can see people gathered in the streets and at that. There's still, like, wagons operating. People are, like, trying to just, like, you know, find cool places to, like, watch the celestial event that is... Oh, good. The wagons are still going. Yes. That'll make it quicker Um, to get there. So you can hop on one and, yeah, head right for the Tower Plaza, of which you are not banned from. So when you get there, you can just walk in. But of which has significantly fewer guards than they had last time. Yes, in fact, you can actually see that there's a whole bunch of chairs and things like that, like temporary seating that's been set up here, almost like a spectator's gallery. Um, I feel like like this is worse. The seats actually (laughs) recline so that you can look up into the sky and just, like, watch what's happening. And there's a bunch of people already gathered here, like, you know, just, you know, in anticipation, right? They're, they're most, not a lot of people are seated at this time. They're, like, kind of standing around their seats. It's almost like, you know, like that time, like, before, like, a like a play or, like, a performance, something like that. You know, everyone's kind of congregated, kind of read about where they're going to sit or, like, around. They're just socializing and just waiting for, like, the main event. Um, you know, there's ushers and there's people, like, you know, who work for the tower who are, you know, just kind of making sure that, everything is civil people aren't acting up you know that this is a very this is a very well-to-do crowd here though right so it's mostly like pinkies in the air type like highbrow discussions happening here you know this isn't uh some sort of like big block party or anything like that but yeah the beam of the ley line just you know is just obviously exactly where it is just you know pointing ever like it's almost infinitely up into the sky and the moon is you know on its way to you know crossing through its stream or at least it's like you know projected stream um daryl would like to do two things um how big is this area i mean (laughs) It's a very large plaza because you have to like like this entire this is all open air and in this plaza you have the tower plus the ley line plus like, a, like you know smaller structures and buildings and like research like maybe like you know like 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 uh like you know like other buildings that are part of the campus you know, okay. the tower is the main building but there's like probably you know some sort of supplementary buildings or ones that were built afterwards to house certain you know, research development departments or other things, you know, they're all just like private, um, you know, buildings all owned by the tower. Daryl will turn to Zero. Zero, do you think I should search for the unicycle or the fez or the bellhop outfit just to make sure that none of those are here? Which one do you think is most likely to be consistent, still on that person if they are here? So I take it searching for Mauricio or Balathor directly is out. 
Uh, that's got a smaller range on it. <laughs> when you say smaller, how much smaller? Uh, about uh, 940 feet. <laughs> smaller. And it only lasts uh, for a little bit, whereas I can hold my concentration on looking for a specific object for a, a longer time. I could pace this entire um, courtyard consistently for 10 minutes. Hmm. What would be more likely to be there? I feel like the unicycle is least likely to still be there as it's the most easily discarded. So it's a question is Mauricio still wearing the fez or is Nate still in his work clothes correct or is there anything else we could potentially try to find I feel like those are the two most likely do hamster teeth count (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm gonna say no also I wouldn't say that you are intimately familiar with the teeth of this hamster have any of us been bitten? <laughs> no, I mean, H- Hold Monster was cast on it. So, you know, it was not really able to do a whole lot of the, bite- the biting right. during the hamstercism. But I, but I appreciate the two different angles you guys are looking at here. I mean, you know, you just kind of have to pick, pick one to, to start with. Um, is anyone else, I mean, like, looking around, doing anything else? I mean, you know, like, there's plenty of people around here. Like, there's, like, you know, there's, 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 there's activity, right? It's not, it's not just silent and, like, you know, like, there's, there's, people are chatting it up and, you know, just sort of having a grand old time. While we're deciding what to look for, um, can we just, like, do a kind of general perception of the area to see if Nate is here, if, I would love everyone, anyone who cares to be perceptive, please make me a perception check. (laughs) What? You mean we're going to do this the old fashioned way? (laughs) And not spend five more minutes debating whether or not uh, Nate would have gotten changed in the middle of a religious (laughs) mania? Yeah. Hmm. 23. 23 from Boris. 15. Any, any, any. No, no, 23 is the best we got around the group. I actually the got an 18 for Jarrell, which oh, is impressive. Okay. Pregnard, did you care or no? No, I didn't think I so. I got a five. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, you know, Boris, this, you know, again, I described, you know, most of the crowd here is sort of a very well-to-do type of folk, people dressed very nicely. It's almost like, you know, this is sort of a formal event for them. They're all just sort of gathered, most of the intellectuals and rich people that live around here. But there's something that does stand out to you. And there's like, there's somebody who's sitting by themselves towards the front of like the, this like, these like rows of seats. Um, they're dressed, you know, in like these like hooded robes and they just kind of like are kind of keeping to themselves. And they just seem like you can see that they're like, their foot is like tapping very anxiously. Boris just nods in that direction and starts walking over, assuming at least part of her party will notice and follow suit. 
yeah, Gerald would follow. Okay, so you get you get closer to this person, you know, wearing you know these like this like hooded outfit. You see that as you're gonna get a little closer, they kind of turn and like look over their shoulder, and like it's almost it's like you kind of see like they almost like they like jump slightly in their seat, and they just like kind of stand up and just start fast walking away from you. How close are we to them? Oh, like 50 feet, maybe. Oh, good. Uh, Jarl would like to use Divine Sense before they get too far away. Oh, okay. Um, yes, uh, alarm bells are ringing for you, Jarl. Okay, what do I notice? There is a fiend not very far from you. Oh, and actually, it's not. if you're not obstructed, I think you get the direction too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Sense type and location. Yeah, uh, it's just pointing. I mean, it's like your radar is literally pointing directly at this person. Okay. Uh, Jarl would try to use command in that I make them stop. So you would like to cast a spell? Yes. <laughs> that was a long delay there, my, my guy. Uh... So you, again, just confirming, you are choosing to cast a spell. Yep. Okay. So you issue the command, stop. Um, they have to make a save, don't they? Yes. I guess the DC is 17. I got... A 17. Oh, God damn it. That one never works for me. <laughs> I get lucky with some of the other ones. So you say that, you know, with this, this very powerful divine command. And yet mm-hmm. the person, if anything, now starts running away from you. And they just start like, help, help. This man is trying to influence my mind with magic. And now you see some of the people who have been like, you know, looking at the crowd and like trying to keep the peace around here like all eyes now turn to you Jarrell the man who just yelled stop very loudly and intentionally mm-hmm. Boris immediately enters into chase okay um Boris I mean he's still you... running you said right so yes I would like for you to make me a dexterity saving throw you're not too bad at those I am pretty good at this. 22. 22 is good enough. You kind of slip out of the grasp of somebody who tries to tackle you as you start taking off. But you see ahead of you, the person that's running also gets tackled by somebody else. And you just hear now, stop, halt. Another step and you are under arrest. Both of you. Boris gracefully freezes in like mid-step, mid-rub somehow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, obviously the person who was tackled is not really having any trouble complying with that at this moment. Um, and but you can hear them yelling, no no no, let go of me! You don't understand. I can't no, you have to let go of me right now. These uh, people wanna these people wanna hurt me. Am I um, able to recognize the person? The voice does sound familiar. But I don't see their face yet. Um, 
No, you know, at this point, they probably would have pulled the hood back to make sure that they can actually see the person that they've, you know, apprehended. And mm-hmm. it is Nate. You ah. can see, though, <laughs> you can see, though, that where his hair used to be sort of this, like, dark brown now is almost has, like, gray streaks <laughs> going through it that were certainly not there before. Uh, Boris, to the people that just stopped me very quickly, is like, uh, that... We, that man's about to try to end the world for a demon he's under the influence of. This sounds crazy, but don't let him go. <laughs> what? I just... <sighs> Every, okay, we need to clear we, we need to clear all of you out. I'm sorry. I, we, just, we, we need that this is, this is not a, the space to deal with any of this. Please come with me. Please I'll, watch I, for a hamster. You need to make sure the hamster does not get in the well. Oh, no, you're all yeah, coming with me, too. He's really nice. You all seem to be involved. You're all coming with us. This is fine. It's problem solved. Um, so they take all of you. Um, since you are going willingly, none of you are, like, put in any restraints or anything like that. Um, however, Nate is. Um, and they, they bring find you... the hamster. Uh... They don't. They haven't really. They, 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 it doesn't look like they've actually performed a deep search quite yet. But as you approach the steps of the tower that they're walking you towards, um, they do say, "Well, you are all obviously very well armed." Uh, and actually, hold on a second. Aren't you the dignitaries or the guests of Doctor Hines? Yes. Uh- See, I am able to detect demons, and that hamster that that man is in possession of is one. So you should make sure that that hamster does not get in to that ley line during this convergence, or else all hell will break. Again, back up. You have you do not know that information. Oh yeah, uh, I I know that it, we don't want a, a demon hamster getting into the ley line. I mean, I know sure, that like, how, for but, sure. I mean, I mean, how would you? I mean, how would you know that? I mean, I guess that would be a bad thing potentially, but I mean, why would why would your brain automatically go there, right? Is is sort of where I'm where I'm asking. Uh, I mean, I guess I might it could be probably having go a there just because of what separating. What, yeah, but I mean, like, Filbert yeah. had plans for the late line too, so I yeah. guess it's not too hard to assume. Yeah, yeah. I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you at this point. I'll give it to you. Even um, without that, we can just bang on demonic possession, demonic possession, demonic possession. You're incapable of lying, and he's either uh, influenced by or possessed by a demon. Um, they say, okay, well, we'll uh, just a moment, then we'll get to the bottom of this. And they, you know, whip out a wand and yeah, like, floof. They have this hamster like that floats out of his pocket into the air. He's like, no, no. Uh, uh, Nate is like reaching out for the hamster at this point. No, you don't understand. He needs me. I'm on an important mission. He needs me to do something. So it's if, if we don't do this, if we don't do this, we're all doomed. And the hamster is just kind of floating there. He's still got his little hat on. He's still riding a little unicycle and he's single. He's just whistling a really pretty tune. <laughs> yeah. Like it looks... I mean, to the to, to the casual observer, it just looks like a, a quite a quite an impressive hamster, but nothing more. And you're saying, and, and so the and the, the, the prefect who you know has come to you and says, "You mean to tell me that this creature right here is possessed by a demon?" Are you able oh, to tell? Uh, we would need to do some further testing. I, I'm not well versed in the divine magics, but there are ways we can get to this information. 
Um, are you saying that you've you've confirmed this? Yes. Okay. Well, I, 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 do, would you happen to be practiced in performing exorcisms? I am. <laughs> um. Well, it's our lucky day. Doctor Hines really does know some of the most interesting individuals. Uh, am I going to perform this exorcism in front of everyone at this? <laughs> um, do, you, do you need seclusion for any pre-ritualization? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, were you given access key runes by any chance by um, Mildred Scutabut? Yes. Or Professor Scutabut. Oh, perfect. Just Would you mind producing those for a moment? Just We need to make sure you have we, we get you access to some of the lower levels. Uh, Jarrell would quickly provide his my best friend uh, yeah, Boris would, the one the one that you have is not yours it's Richard oh yeah no Boris doesn't present hers it's already got like a, a good number of levels on it because of the laundry situation <laughs> now that's now that's smart thinking um, um but yeah so almost all of you produce your uh teleportation um, runes and he says he waves his wand a little bit just to ensure that you know you have access to where you need to go um, and they look at you what about you miss poor poor hand and says I'm just here with my dad they didn't give me my own very well um, yeah you should be able to travel together I'll make sure that that's set up for group travel Boris, would you like to wait for your friend? Uh, she had a plan to watch the convergence with her friend. Uh, would that make things easier? Um, yes, actually, I feel like an exorcism is probably not something that uh, a child would really need to witness. It's can be quite Sounds gruesome. Scary. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll send we'll send one of our um, one of our. Uh, chaperones with her to make sure that she's taken care of while she waits for her friend. Um, would you mind just taking this um, this young lady down to, you know, just get her one of the reserved seats we have in the front for the academics. You can even just give her my seat for now and just so that, you know, so she can wait for her friend. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, come, come with me, miss. And uh, this person, like, you know, starts leading you outside to or, you know, back outside to the uh, you know, the seating area, the seating gallery. I like you know, that people that are. Yeah, what's that? So I like that that worked in full armor. I love it. Yeah, it no, I love it. It was a super heady play. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you travel in the company of people like this, it would make sense for your father to, like, make sure that you're protected because, That's you know, right. obviously everyone here is armed to the teeth. <laughs> she might be the most lethal one out of all of us. <laughs> and, yet, and yet the most... The most capable of being unassuming. That's why. Yeah. Um, so they take you. Coming. They take you. The rest of you to the teleportation circles. And um, okay, uh, we're going to. Uh, let me make sure this is not a basement floor that I've already wrote something for. Perfect. Um, we're going to be going to four B. Um, so just make sure set that set that in mind. I should be able to attune to all of us though and get us down there. Just a moment. And after a few seconds, you all appear in the base the fourth basement floor. 
Um, there, this this looks to be arranged a little bit differently than some of the more academic floors that you've traversed, right? Where like they were arranged in this massive circle, right? And like in the center, like in, on all the sides, there were classrooms, and like all the sizes and spaces were different. Here, it's more just this is a large, open floor plan sort of basement with many different sort of I guess sectioned off like rooms that have like oh, I, I would say like three quarter walls, like where there's like that little like almost like they're like air there's like these little air gaps in them slightly. Um, but like, it's just this massive like stone like floor. It's filled with like all different manners of like, there's like tables with different instruments and like alembics and like, you know, like glass instruments um, and, 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 and wooden and metal like contraptions and all this stuff. Like this, this appears to be some sort of like, like research or, or, or um, experimental like type place. Um, there's just, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff down here there's a few people working in some of the sections you can see that as you're look as you're walking around to some of these like you know like little like walled off enclosures there's like um there's boards on them that have people like signed in or signed out right and like you know like when they checked in and if there's still if there's someone still present within there um they seem to be almost like private research booths for people um they take you to one that has just a gigantic altar on it and, um, you know, various holy symbols from pretty much any good or neutral aligned god are present here. Um, it's, it is a, it's very rare that we have anyone, um, you know, with um, true divine powers come through these halls. You know, we don't really get along with the uh, Religious types, especially those from High Rock. Um, we did hear, however, that you are representing High Rock, uh, Sir uh, Lord um, Jarrell. Jarrell, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Uh, really need to do a better job of remembering the names of some of the visitors and distinguished guests we have here. So you'll please forgive my rudeness. Uh, but uh, you know, we we hope that you know you've this this you, we that you find we, that we can all find this educational. Um, if, oh, I, hope don't, I hope you don't mind if we set up a bit of a, a scrying uh, recording session. Of course not. You, I, does any, is everyone here consent to being filmed? I have a thin film all over me. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many of them, uh, how, how many of the um, staff are with us currently? Uh, four people. Are any of you uh, capable of producing the hold monster spell? That they all raise their hands or their wands. Good. I say. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, one at a time throughout the ceremony, if it ever seems like this little hamster is getting away from me, uh, please ensure that that is uh, the spell you use for the time being. Absolutely, and, um, and then Jarrell. Yeah. Any, they... any 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 other preparatory things we should take note of? As you can see, that they're actually producing like notepads and things like that to to like go through the process step by step. Uh, don't listen to it. <laughs> Noted. Um, okay, so they you know the hamster is laid upon the altar, and you begin the ceremony, and very similar <laughs> to last time. Yep, it's a very similar scene that starts to play out. Um, Nate is at this point um, he was brought off to actually just be like detained 
somewhere, but like you could hear his cries at this point being like, no, you don't understand. We're all doomed. And the ritual continues. Outside, Boris, um, you get a message. Hey, um, so I am currently underground below the ley line in my father's uh, offices or satellite office down here. Um, I try to make my way out to you. Are you, where are you? Uh, I'm assuming I'm at my seat by now. Yes, you have the chaperones are with you. Chaperone, you can, right? I had like one. Chaperone, yes. You one have one chaperone, I should say. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Boris just thinks this instead of saying it out loud this time. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I, I, I'm in the front row. I've been sent with a chaperone. I'm pretty sure I can get rid of him very easily once you get here. I yeah, don't I can't know have anybody recognizing me. I, I mean, I have like a, a little bit of a disguise on, but uh, I think any, I mean, anyone who works for the tower is probably going to recognize me. I mean, you know, I mean, you know who I am. Yeah, okay. Uh, get towards the front row, but just close enough that I can see you. I'll take care of it. Uh, uh, just go with me. <laughs> okay, if I'm, if someone catches me, though, or if this goes sideways, just, uh, like, don't, don't come after me, okay? Like, I promise I won't do anything. But just, like, don't come after me. I don't want, I don't want you guys getting in trouble. You know, it seems like you have something really important to do. Okay. Hopefully I'll see you soon. And it's back to just, you know, the crowd noise and everything like that, you know. Um, back inside, the ritual continues. Um, you know, again, similar scene, right? Like, it's like all this, like, the whistling intensifies, and it's almost like these, like, it goes between whistling and guttural, like, you know, noises. And at some point... Um, in your mind, Pregnart, you hear the voice of Balathor. You can't let them do this to me. You, you of strong-minded character, I need you to help me. You must stop this now. All I seek is to be free from this mortal coil. Ah. Uh. To the rest of you, you just hear frantic what were, whistling. What were my, what were my instructions for uh, listening to Bellathor again? Not, <laughs> just not to listen the same to judgment? him. No, no, no. I mean, I mean like from from friend, friend. What, what am I? How am I supposed to interpret this? What, what we, did you have any guidance for how I? What he just he just he just says it? you need to stop them. That's it. That's all he said. Okay. Uh, what are the configurations of bodies in the room? There are four, um, like, wizards here that are rotating between casting Hold Monster on Balathor slash Mauricio slash whatever you named him. Um, and then the four of you. Mm-hmm. There, there. I mean, there appear to be some people from a distance, you know, like who people me who may have been working down here who can't help but hear the commotion of what's happening here as Jarrell is essentially yelling, "The power of Vela compels you!" 
you know, and, and things of that nature. To like, he's he's starting to draw up a bit of an audience. Everyone right. seems to be quite um, taken with the the very rare exorcism that they get to witness right now. Uh, Pregnant goes over to Jarrell, and he uh, he sort of t- uh, taps. Jar- Jarrell, Jarrell, who is in the middle of like performing the yeah. exorcism. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Quinn, zero. <laughs> I'm doing an exorcism right now. <laughs> Jarrell. <laughs> That my friend, my friend doesn't want to be doing this. Yeah, I know we've. I, Demons I think we've generally been don't. This. Come on, come I on. I think we've been through this before, but come on. Uh, I, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like what's happening. You're hurting Balathor. Yes, we're hurting a demon. That's a thing we do. We've been paid to do this. No, I think this is bad. It is my friend. He says, Pregnant, you are cool. Stop this now. <laughs> yes, it's because he's lying to you. He's a demon. Uh. Okay. You promise? <laughs> yes, I feel very confident about this. Do demons usually have really cool voice? They say I'm really cool and nice and I'm their friend. Yes. I mean, yes, I think that's part of their shtick is they really do sound super cool. Okay, I trust you. Pregnard resumes a, a blank stare. Okay. Um, mm. The ritual continues. Outside. Wrong. Demons do sound super cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they sound like this. I'm really cool, but I'm really cool, Gabalathor. <laughs> I'll never get over that. Um, Pregnart <laughs> doing an impression of a demon voice. Like, there's something it about. It's really fun. Yeah, there's something so about like doing doing a, doing a character's voice that's doing an impression of something else. There's just something so. Mm, just like I love it. Anyways, um, outside, Boris. A little time has passed now, because I mean this ritual takes about an hour, I think, right, Jarrell? Yep. Okay. Full hour. About a half hour goes by since the last message you got from Philbert. Mm-hmm. And you see walking up to you in like these like flowing, like pink and purple robes, wearing a wig that you can definitely tell is a little off, but definitely, but but at least passable. And like wearing these gigantic framed glasses, a ton of makeup with a completely shaved face is Philbert dressed as a girl and comes up and sits next to you and says, hey, thanks for waiting. Boris. In the highest voice he could possibly attempt. Boris screams, Phyllis, and gives him a, a huge hug. Yes, yeah, it's me, your friend Phyllis. Uh, are you ready to watch the the, the show? It looks, I'm so excited. And he just like, but you can see the terror in his eyes as he's like really having a hard time maintaining this uh, character and like looking up at the chaperone who is still very much with you. Uh, what does the chaperone look like? Um, it looks like they look like a 
probably like like an older student, probably something like 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 one of the like like in the in the advanced classes, probably in like in their twenties, like someone okay. who's sort of like almost like a TA, you know what I mean, of, of, of a kind. Like they're like just vol- they're, they're volunteering, or maybe they like they're required to do certain work like this as part of their educational program here. But they're 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 a, a younger uh, male. Um, it looks like they have like you know slightly pointy ears, maybe half elf. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Boris immediately turns to Phyllis Filbert and says, "Do you have a tampon? Definitely loud enough for my um, oh person." Oh my god! You know what? Yeah. Let's just assume that those <laughs> kinds of things exist in this yep. world because that's I like that. Um, because I think that that's just something that we can all understand as far as something that would make a 22-year-old dude um, who's just doing this for class credit uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, basically babysitting a 14-year-old right now. Yeah. Right. Uh, (laughs) That sounds like a lady problem that you... um, How about I just... I could take you... I could show you where the facilities, the public facilities are, and you can just, you know, um, do the things that you need to... Oh, my God. uh, Where they are, right? I'm I'm literally required to, like escort you since you are both minors and I can't, I don't, I, I really, really need this extra credit. Okay, we just, we need, we need to move really quickly because this is yeah, I, yeah, let's go. It's right, it's right over, please come with me. <laughs> and just like, he just like, I mean, like, like frantically starts leading you towards the public uh, facilities. Perfect. And it's, and, and they're very well designed. Like I said, there's running water in this city. There's aqueducts that surround and separate the inner ring from the outer ring and I deliver water to all the different uh, wards and districts and whatnot. So like these public facilities are quite nice and well taken care of, especially here, um, you know, in the tower campus. Um, but yeah, so now you and Phil, Bert, Phyllis are, are are together in the ladies' room, and he's like, "I am so uncomfortable right now. I sh- I should not be in here." Uh, What's the layout of the bathroom? Like, um, there's like just you know several private stalls, a lot of different like 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 um, basins where there's just water constantly flowing and running through. There's you know towels hung up and um, they're, 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 they they seem to like you know as people are filtering in and out, like as they're you know wiping their hands clean, you can see that the towels immediately go back to just being completely dry, like instantaneously. Uh, is is there only one way in and one way out? Correct. I mean there there are some privacy windows for like set up towards the tops of the walls, mostly for ventilation, though. The openings that they actually have would be too small for anyone to crawl out of. Okay. But there are people flowing in and out. Yes, there. this is, you know, because there's, there's a bunch of people gathered here, so it makes sense that, you know, as people are waiting or, you know, just, like, conversing or whatnot, you know, that people would be making trips back and forth to, you know, the facilities here. Okay, so I, I grab Phyllis Filbert and by the hand and just like use a group of people as cover for us to try to like, you know, get out the door. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, sort of like that. Yeah, like, like blend in with the crowd, so to speak. Um, yeah. yeah, make me a stealth check. I'm making one for Filbert too. <laughs> 21. Oh, the dice does not love me today. Uh, Filbert got a 12. As you guys are going to exit the room, his uh, wig gets caught on uh, um, 
like one of the towel racks or something like that, or like it brushes across it because you guys are trying to like bump your way into something people and like it, it kind of gets like moved off center. He's like, <gasps> wait, we can't go out there. I, uh, he just like runs and like ducks into a stall. <laughs> Psst. Hey. Bor- oh. Boris goes in and like, you know, I, I need guess a little help. Opens the stall and like slides in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this wig is all messed up. It's like the hair is all frayed. You can see like the pins that he's he, he like stuck into it, like the hair pins. He had like, you know, put the clip in, into his hair are like all bent and like broken. And he just like he's like looking like all disheveled. And then you can see like his hair, like his actual natural hair, like poking out from underneath it. Boris is kind of looking for a second and then says, OK, I know this isn't your favorite, but just for a minute to get out of the bathroom and then pulls open a pocket. <laughs> Suggesting he jump into the pocket. He just like looks at the pocket and looks at you. You know, like kind of just gives you like the look like, yeah, like he knows he has really no choice here and jumps in. And that's what we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Oh shit's about to happen. There's a there's a hamstercism happening. The convergence is about to happen. Filbert's in disguise. Oh my, I think the next episode is going to be pretty intense and you know, this was paced in such a way that look, now Hendrick's going to be able to be a part yep. of it too. It's going to be just a glorious glorious time. So we encourage you to stay tuned. But until then, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram. Just look for us at, at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Facebook, Reddit. Uh, just look for just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Those places will have information. Even our show notes has uh, information to really join us where we do the majority of our socializing with our wonderful audience, and that is our Discord server. It is a great place to meet and interact with us, have all different types of discussions, whether it be related to D&D. Like, we've been helping so many like people who have ju- are just dipping their toes into playing this wonderful game that we love and, like, you know, providing some advice of our own experiences. You know, like, it's just it's somewhere where we, like, all of us like-minded folk can just kind of talk about the things that we love and just share, you know, cool stuff that's going on and also sometimes food crimes that I get very upset about. Jake? It's really fun uh, there. I don't know if anybody is... Uh, I, I don't know how many of our listeners are actually well versed in Discord, but I, we have like a, a new a new person in there, like seemingly weekly, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I have to say it's fun. It's, uh, it's fun. It's it's a fun place. I like seeing all like the new voices. You, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. It's just it's really great. really. If you like our if you like our podcast and like you've been like holding back on joining Discord or don't know what it is, just look it up. It's a chat platform, and it's really fun. It's great. It's super cool. We really encourage you to join our awesome and burgeoning community. It's great. Um, But if you really, really like us, you could leave us a five-star review or rating on the podcast service of your choice. You know the drill. I've said it a million times, but it really does help us get in front of more people and bring more people just like you, wonderful people like you, to listen to this little thing that we've been doing for the last six years that we're all pretty freaking proud of. Um, And, you know, if you say some nice things about us, um, we'll say some nice things right back about you on the air. And if your podcast service doesn't allow you to do reviews, we also made a channel in that Discord server we were just talking about where you can leave some kind comments for us and we'll read them aloud and tell you how awesome you are for taking the time out of your day. 
to say some nice things about us. But if you really, really like us, sorry, sorry, I did three. If you really, really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash Heroes. We have a whole bunch of different rewards on there and all that money that, that gets donated just comes right back into making this show and making it happen for you, you know? It's just, it's a, it's our little passion project and, you know, we've appreciated all the support we've gotten over the years. It's really just, it's truly humbling and uh, remarkable that so many of you feel that we're worth your hard-earned dollars to just, like, I don't know, listen to every week. Like, I certainly want to listen to my own voice several times a week. But, you know, I do, we, 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 we press on. Um, but so thank you to all of our current and future and past donors. All Seriously, y'all have been the wind in our sails this whole time, and we couldn't have done it without you. So thank you. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field. And the whole deal... Make 50 pounds of garlic bread and bring it to uh, the nearest Bed Bath and Beyond and uh, go in and say, Hey, uh, your, uh, hey your uh, delivery of garlic bread is here. It's time to sell garlic bread in Bed Bath and Beyond today. And become very indignant when they try to kick you out. And when the police come, tell them to listen to hapless heroes <laughs> podcast an original D campaign and there you go i mean what else can you say um so there is really nothing left for me to do besides outro my wonderful cast for you starting on my virtual right we have john playing lord Gerald light until next time zach as pregnant it's me goodbye nicole is boris the butcher Oh, now I can just go out the privacy window like a proper assassin. Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. And Dave is Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. You know, if it turns out that demon was telling the truth, I'm going to look like a huge ass. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. Tune in next week where things are going to get crazy. Oh, shit. Bye bye now. Oh my God. Bye. Bye. Here we're going crazy. We're going stupid.